Podcast Help Desk, number 27, for September 21st, 2014. This is the Podcast Help Desk with your host, Mike Dell. If you have questions about podcasting, how it works, how to set up your website or RSS feed, drop Mike a voice message at podcasthelpdesk.com or email your question to podcasthelpdesk at gmail.com. You can even tweet your question by using the hashtag podcasthelpdesk. The Podcast Help Desk is now open. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever the case may be, this is Mike, and welcome to the Podcast Help Desk. And today I'm going to start out with a little bit of news. Uh, Unless you're living under a rock, I'm sure you've heard that iOS 8 is out now, and the big thing for us, us as podcasters, is that uh, the podcast app is now standard in iOS and cannot be deleted. Well, I'm sure somebody will figure out how to delete it, but uh, it's it's not deletable as of right now. Uh, Sean Thorpe over at Podcaster News has written up a nice article about making sure your podcast is ready for iOS 8. Uh, basically... They go into, let's see, just ensure your podcast is discoverable in the iTunes directory. Of course, uh, we've gone through that here numerous times. Uh, link to iTunes from your website. That's something that a lot of people don't do. Uh, just, you know, use that link that, that Apple sent you. You know, hey, link here in, uh, in iTunes or listen in iTunes or listen in Stitcher. You should have those both up on your website if you want an example of how that can be done, uh, take a look at the sidebar at podcasthelpdesk.com. Anyway, go over and check that out. I'll have links to the sh- in the show notes to the Podcaster News site. And there's a lot of other really cool articles over there. Dave Jackson wrote one over there about uh, exchanging reviews in iTunes and how that could hurt podcasting or not. Over there and check that out. There's quite a uh, discussion going on on, fi- on the Facebook group. And uh, also you can leave comments right there on the article over at podcasternews.com. So, like I said, I have a link in the show notes for that. Let's see. Uh, oh, that uh, lawsuit by Personal Audio. According to this article over at Tech Dirt, uh, they actually, uh, CBS actually lost their suit with personal audio and has to pay him 1.3 million which is less than the 8 million that they requested so that isn't over yet but you know CBS has got deep pockets and I'm sure they uh, didn't fight it as hard as say one of us would if they came after us of course they wouldn't be asking for as much money I hope (laughs) hopefully that they'll just quit bugging the the small guys and get their big payday and then go on to some other equally ridiculous lawsuit. But you never know. Patent trolls will be patent trolls. My friend and fellow Tech Podcast Network member Steve Lee spearheaded National Podcast Day, and that's going to be on the 30th of September. And I got a little promo here I want to play for that. 
National Podcast Day is coming September 30th. But what is National Podcast Day? Well, it's pretty simple, and you can help spread the word. National Podcast Day is dedicated to promoting podcasting worldwide through public engagement. You may be asking, what can I do to get involved on National Podcast Day? It's easy. Head over to nationalpodcastday.com and check the suggestions. But ultimately, the options are endless. Remember, September 30th, nationalpodcastday.com. And over there on the website there, they've got a video promo, uh, this audio promo that I just played for those of us who want to promote it. And they got some logos and, and a whole bunch of other ideas of how to celebrate National Podcast Day. So let me uh, get to my notes here to make sure I am not forgetting anything. No, not really. You know, I did the show a while back about uh, podcasts about podcasting. Well, I found a couple of new ones, or new to me anyway. Uh, both these guys have been around podcasting for a really long time, and they uh, have now uh, got into uh, podcasting about podcasting, in one case, again. <laughs> the first one, and they're very similar names, but they're two different podcasts by two different people. Uh, the first one is The Podcast Report. That's by Paul Culligan. And he's been around forever in the podcasting world and in the uh, online marketing and all that. And uh, his is a, a very informal, short podcast, uh, you know, weekly or maybe more than that. I don't know. He's been doing it a while. I just ran across it not too long ago. And it's very interesting. But it's at thepodcastreport.com. And Paul has a lot of insights from way back in the day, all the way up to what's going on now. And uh, it's very concise, and they're nice little, you know, 15-minute or less, I think, uh, episodes. I think maybe he's got a couple interviews that were a little longer than that, but for the most part, uh, it's a pretty short little podcast. And then the, the other one is by a friend of mine, Fred Castaneda. And I'm butchering his name, I always do, I don't know why. But anyway, Fred... Uh, does uh, The Struggling Entrepreneur is his main show, and he does a bunch of other shows. He was a combat infantryman in Vietnam and does a couple of shows about the, uh, I believe, the 82nd Airborne and and a few other uh, things like that. So he's, he's got quite the bunch of podcasts, but he's also begun podcasting about podcasting. Podcasting about, wow. <laughs> anyway, but his is The Podcast Reporter. The Podcast Reporter, and that's at podcastreporter.com. And I'll be a guest on that show, I believe, next week sometime. Uh, probably, uh, I don't know, four, three, four days from now. Anyway, around the 25th, I think he said. Uh, I already recorded the interview with Fred, and, and uh, that was very uh, interesting. He's, he's calling me one of the venerable elders since I've been around since 2005, but... Uh, I've taken a, a whole lot different course. A whole oh, that isn't even right. I've taken quite a different course than a lot of the venerable elders that he's interviewed, and uh, you'll see that in the interview. So uh, check that out over at podcastreporter.com. And like I said, Paul's show is thepodcastreport.com. But uh, both of them are are well worth listening to. And uh, we'll give you some more insights about this industry slash community we've got here in the podcasting world. 
And let's see, yeah, my questions uh, this week. I, I've got one question of the week, but I've I got a whole slew of them about really picky minutia type of things that I would say most people don't need to worry about. You know, like your feed address. Normally in PowerPress, your podcast feed address is yourdomain.com, whatever your domain is, slash feed, slash podcast. That's the default one. And a lot of people, for some reason, want that to read some other way. You know, like they want it to be slash feed, slash whatever keyword they think is going to get in Google. Well, your feeds don't get in Google anyway. Feeds, they just don't. Google doesn't like feeds. Look at FeedBurner. They haven't done anything with that in a long time. And obviously, they don't care a whole lot about RSS or podcasting for that matter. I mean, you know, it's it's infinitely harder to get podcasts on an Android device, uh, Google powered than it is on either Windows or iOS on the mobile devices. So, you know, they they're not they're not a friend of RSS, so you know, why try to do SEO in your feed? But it just adds complication. I mean, if you just you know, all you care is that the feed works. Most people aren't going to see the feed. Now, that doesn't mean you shouldn't put the feed on your website. In fact, that's a great way of doing it because if you're surfing somewhere in uh, most mobile device browsers, like especially on iOS, uh, you know, there's an RSS feed button. You hit the RSS feed, and if it determines it's a podcast, it's going to open up the podcast app and say, hey, do you want to subscribe to this? And, I mean, that's a great way for people to subscribe. Speaking of which, go over to podcasthelpdesk.com and click on the subscribe link there from your mobile device and uh, see what happens. And please subscribe because that just helps me out and helps you out because you won't miss any of these shows when I put them out. But anyway, just getting back to the subject, there's just so many little picky things that people want to do that doesn't make a lot of sense. Like the links under the text player. Yeah. You want it to match your website. And if your theme is done right, it will, but to go through all these hoops to, to change it. I don't know. I, my theory on a website is, is that, you know, if you're doing a website for your podcast is to make your podcast as functional as possible and as easy to consume as possible. You know, all these fancy everythings, you know, like uh, I had one guy that uh, wanted to have a picture embedded, not embedded, but uh, in his RSS feed. So he'd have the MP3 file and a picture in his RSS feed. Well, none of the podcatchers are going to do anything with that RSS uh, picture that comes down as a JPEG. I mean, who wants a bunch of JPEGs on their computer anyway? or on their phone or whatever, you know, it's good enough to put it in the ID3 tags. Plus you've got your uh, RSS image that comes through the feed. You know, you don't need another image in your feed. And it's just all these little minor picky things. And, you know, and don't get me wrong. I'm all about all the geeky backend stuff. That's you know mainly what this podcast is about or, or was when it started out. I kind of like to get into other things these days, but you know, I won't go into the uh, what's going on over at Blueberry, but uh, with people's Blueberry listings, uh, they uh, get picky about how those look. And, you know, they look how they look. It's not something that 
can be controlled that much. So as all the other podcast podcasters that are teaching you how to podcast, make good content. That's, that's the main thing. Have fun with it and don't worry about the minor picky things. Uh, you know, SEO is going to happen naturally on your website and within iTunes. And, you know, that's great. You know, you can do that, but your RSS feed, you know, first off, when you go to an RSS feed in a browser, unless it's Firefox, it's going to look like crud. That's okay. Nobody should be going there on, in a web browser. You know, the only way, reason I go to them is to uh, help troubleshoot them. But there's no reason, you know, that's what XML is. XML is the base language of the RSS feed. And it's, it's a markup language. It's not supposed to look right. It looks right in a feed reader. It looks right in a podcatcher it doesn't necessarily look right in a web browser because it's not meant to be consumed that way. So, you know, making sure that your feed is got all the, you know, looks the way you want it to look rather than worrying about what's on your site. I, you know, I had one particular client, I guess you'd call her, uh, that was just all about that. And then she was recording on blog talk radio and blog talk radio, their audio sucks at least currently it's it's getting better it's supposedly going to get much better soon hopefully so i've heard but you know i would much rather worry about how my podcast sounds than you know the little picky things i keep saying that word picky things but you know just don't be so picky stop it <laughs> it's just not it's just not important. You know, 99% of the people that subscribe to your show on iTunes, Stitcher, whatever else, aren't going to see the feed address or the feed itself. They're, they're going to see, they may not even see anything. They'll see your picture in their podcast app, your uh, whatever your cover art is, which should look good. And that's not a picky thing. That's a good thing. But they're going to see that. They're going to hit, they're going to hit the button. They're going to hit play. Then they're going to hear you. Well, I'd much rather make a better impression with the way it sounds than the way my RSS feed looks or what particular address the RSS feed is. I mean, it should be your own domain and that should be SEO enough. Uh, I don't know. It just stop being so picky, please. <laughs> and the bigger problem with podcasters is they get to, uh, so caught up in the tech that uh, they don't have fun and they don't have good content. And, you know, yes, you need a, a website. Uh, Paul Culligan in his new show there had a whole episode on whether or not his podcast needed a website. In his opinion, it was not absolutely necessary. Now, I don't disagree with him, but I don't really agree with him either. I think you need a website and I think that's where your RSS feed should live. And, you know, we've gone over that a lot of times. And I see in my notes here, I have a, another mention of Dave Jackson uh, about his article over at podcasternews.com, all about review swaps. Uh, since I put it in the notes, I'll, I'll put it here. So, uh, like I said, link in the show notes. I had a question come in this week about audacity or specifically recording audio and what you're sample rate and bit rate should be. 
The question was, I use Audacity to record and edit my show. I noticed the default setting for MP3 is 48,000 Hz sample rate and 128 kilobods bit rate, or KBDS. Uh, this is, a, is this a good setting for podcasting? And I wrote back and said, well, no, but let me explain. And I'll go through how, how you should set up and do your MP3s if you're using Audacity. The standard for MP3 and podcasting, and not, not that other rates won't work, is, but it's between 64K baud and 128K baud. I put out this show normally at 128, but sometimes at 96, depending on the length of the show, because it uh, reduces the file size a little bit. Uh, actually, if, you, if it's voice only, you can get away with uh, 64 no problem, and it'll sound decent. It's the 48,000 hertz sample rate that's the problem in Audacity's default, but it's real easy to change in Audacity. I'm not going to go through it here, but you know you can you can see that when you go into the settings. But I wouldn't use Audacity anyway. But it's 44 one, 44,100 kilohertz or hertz. Uh, 44.1 megahertz. Anyway, yeah, hertz. It all hurts. 44.1. Just remember that. And that's just to be the most compatible with the most number of players and programs. It's not really an issue anymore. If somebody's got a really old MP3 player, 48,000 hertz might make them kind of sound like uh, Donald Duck or Mickey Mouse or, or speed up or slow down. Uh, so 44.1 should should be compatible with everything. But the bigger problem with Audacity and MP3s is the encoder that comes with it. It's named LAME, the LAME MP3 encoder, and it is LAME. Don't use it. At least not for a constant bit rate. In uh, most cases, uh, well, put it this way, a constant bit rate. So if you pick 64, 96, 128, K kbods you're going to uh, be doing a a uh, constant bit rate but you know if you're going to do variable bit rate and I would not do that for podcasting even you know even a music podcast but if you're just doing music if you're mixing up music uh variable bit rate works great and it sounds great even in the lame encoder but the easiest way to get the best MP3 for podcasting is use your uh, iTunes app on your uh, computer, not on your phone, on your computer. <laughs> got to say that any anymore, don't I? But if, you know, if you've got Windows or Macintosh, you more than likely have iTunes or should. And you can use iTunes to convert a file from Wave. So when you're making your recording in Audacity, you record in Audacity, but you save it out as a wave file and then you drag that wave file into itunes and i put a folder on you know a playlist on my itunes called edit that's where i go in there and put my id3 tag information in so you know why not use it to make the mp3 if you don't have a program that uses the fraunhofer mp3 encoder which uh, audition adobe audition does have that so I just, I go directly from Audition to MP3, but, you know, if you don't want to spend the money to, to get Audition, uh, 
it works fine to use iTunes and Audacity. But basically, you make click uh, or right click on the file and uh, select make MP3 version, and it makes a 128 kilobaud, 44.1 hertz sample rate. And you want to set that even if you're recording Wave in Audacity, but it'll it'll work in iTunes. I mean, you figure that most most podcast listeners that are going to be subscribing, I mean, it's uh, it's still a fact that over 50% iTunes and sometimes more or or the podcast app. I kind of block those together. And if you make the MP3 in iTunes, well, it's guaranteed to work. So why not use it? But and, and the only other thing you got to watch out for is when you go into your settings, go into your iTunes settings and import settings. And make sure you have MP3 selected instead of ACC, because you don't want to you don't want to do ACC files. I mean, they are compatible with most things, but you know, let's try to keep a standard here, and uh, we'll do MP3. But once you've selected that in your settings, then you should be able to right-click on any file and say "Make MP3 version." Boom! It'll make an MP3 version. Then you uh, tag that file, and then upload that to your media host and. Uh, you're in business and you don't have a lame MP3. <laughs> so anyway, with that, uh, let's go on to the next item. Blueberry.com is the digital media interface for everyone. Consumers find great content and create a single RSS feed for all your favorite shows. Creators post your show and get comprehensive stats and easy to read reports. Advertisers access new markets via hundreds of available content channels that reach across all demographics. The Blueberry Network, online at blueberrynoise.com. And if you want to get a free month of hosting and or statistics, well, not and statistics, if you get hosting, you get statistics included. But if you want to just sign up for the pro statistics, uh, you can get a one month free over there by using my promo code NOBS, N-O-B-S, at checkout. And that'll help me out here at the show, and it'll help you out by getting some rock-solid stats and a rock-solid media host. So, And disclaimer, I do work for Blueberry. So anyway, but that's not what this whole show is about, so that's not what we're going to do. But actually, the last part of the show is about that. Uh PowerPress 6, right now we're at PowerPress 5 point, I think it's 8 or 9 or 7, somewhere in there. Anyway, PowerPress 6 is coming out, and it's going to have a lot of new features. Uh, And if you want to see that demonstrated, I'll have a link in the show notes to, to this, or if you already have PowerPress installed on your WordPress, go to your PowerPress settings page and there should be a picture of Todd and Angelo in a monitor there. And that's the PowerPress podcast. And the, the last episode of that is, uh, I don't, came out on the 14th, I guess. Uh, it's all about PowerPress six and some pro hosting info and ever all that, but uh, they go in and demonstrate some of the new features of PowerPress 6. I hope to uh, have a beta version of that running on Pod, 
podcasthelpdesk.com here in the next week or so. But it should be out in about three weeks to the public. So one of the neat features, I think, is the uh, playlist player. They're going to have a a player that you can select where it'll play your shows in whatever order you set up. And just, you know, one ends and another one starts. That's kind of cool. They're going to have some uh, SEO features. And we talked a little bit about being picky about that stuff, but there are some things that are worth doing. And in PowerPress 6, there's a lot of new features along that line. And a real cool thing is they've got a a subscribe page generator. Nothing frustrates me more when uh, I'm listening to some podcast, because I I randomly pick podcasts and listen to them, you know, like on Stitcher. I'll just pick one that I've never heard of before that sounds interesting, and I'll listen to it. And then if I decide, hey, I'd like to subscribe to that, I go to their website, and there's nothing there about how to subscribe. It's just, you know, here's the player. I'm on SoundCloud or whatever. And, you know, there's no no way for me to subscribe or no easy way to subscribe. Usually I end up having to go search in iTunes to find, you know, a way to subscribe to them. Well, it should be a lot easier than that. So with PowerPress 6, there's a a subscribe page generator. It'll make a WordPress page right there on your WordPress account, uh, you know, right there on your WordPress site that has all of the, you know, how to subscribe here, how to subscribe there, you know, how to reach me on Twitter, how to reach me on Google Plus, and so on and so forth. And it's a it's a very cool-looking page. And, you know, I, I wholly support the idea that uh, all these podcast websites just need to have an easy place to subscribe because, like I said, going back to my rant about picky people in podcasting, you wouldn't believe some of the websites, you know, even that I, I get on tech support calls, uh, you know, so oh, my player's not working and here's my website. I go to their website and it takes me 20 minutes to find a page that has any posts on it at all about, podca- you know, about the podcast. So I don't know where the, the player, where to even look for the player. Well, this, this should help with that. Uh, well, maybe not with that, but it'll help with uh, at least letting people know where to subscribe and, and how to get a hold of you and all that. Uh, it, it's very much a better way of, of doing it than in just making this, uh, as they used to say in web design, mystery meet navigation. This, uh, this will, will help out a bit. And uh, that's all in PowerPress 6. Oh, one more piece of news. Jeez, I buried the lead. The Podcast Awards, uh, the 10th Annual Podcast Awards, are going to be at the New Media Expo in conjunction with NAB this year. And Todd Cochran, who was the uh, owner and founder of the Podcast Awards, the People's Choice Podcast Awards, has sold it to the people at NMX. And Rob and Todd over at uh, the New Media Show uh, talked about that yesterday on their show. That file should be up on the on the RSS feed by now. I watched it live yesterday. They talked with Rick Calvert, who is the uh, owner of NMX, about the acquisition. 
So Todd uh, can relax a little bit this year. He's going to be consulting and be part of it a, a bit, but he's not going to be running it this year. So uh, that's a, a load off of his schedule and uh, should be good for the podcast community as a whole because uh, I think Rick has uh, the right idea with his his expo. Uh, not to take anything away from Gary Leland and crew uh, down there in uh, Dallas for podcast move, movement uh, thing, but uh, have, having NMX with the uh, NAB show, National Association of Broadcasters, should be cool, and now having the podcast awards be part of that, I think, is an overall good thing. So I guess that's enough for this episode. Catch me next time, and uh, get your questions, and uh, I'll get your answers uh, in lady at the end will tell you all about how to do that until next time catch me later if you have questions about podcasting how it works how to set up your website or rss feed drop mike a voice message at podcasthelpdesk.com or email your question to podcasthelpdesk at gmail.com you can even tweet your question by using the hashtag podcasthelpdesk Thank you for visiting the Podcast Help Desk. See you next week. That's all, folks.